and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one soulful page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Moed Katan 8, well, we hear the story that really provoked a question. Here's the story. Rav Kahana said that Rav Yehuda said that Rav said there was an incident involving a certain man who saved up money to ascend to Jerusalem for the pilgrimage festival. A professional eulogizer came and stood at the opening to his house, and the man's wife took the money that he had saved and gave it to the eulogizer for his services. As a result, the man did not have enough money, and he refrained and did not ascend to Jerusalem for the festival. Thinking about this profession in Hebrew, the word is so beautiful, safdan, a professional eulogizer, led me to think about a question that has always sort of gnawed uh, at my mind, which is the question of how do you eulogize someone properly, especially someone who maybe you didn't know that well in life? And to help me answer that question, I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the show one of my favorite rabbis straight out of the young Israel of Scarsdale. He is Rabbi Jonathan Morgenstern. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Liel. It's great to be back. So, Rabbi, listen, I, I, I think about many aspects of your job a lot. I find myself, you know, awake at night thinking, you know, what is it really like to have this strange, wondrous profession, Rabbi? But the thing that I think about probably more than anything is I, I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, from time to time people come to you and say, you know, sadly, we've, we've lost a loved one and now there's a levaya, there's a funeral, and we want you to deliver some kind of eulogy. And, and sometimes, you know, it's someone you knew well, and even then I assume it's difficult, but sometimes it's someone you didn't know at all. Tell us about the, the subtle art of eulogizing. So first of all, Liel, you're welcome to come uh, walk a few days in my shoes anytime. I don't dare. <laughs> It'd be a brain overload. But what is it like? So I always maintain, and it's very important to me, that that the rabbi's job is not something that's perfunctory and not something that's just like, you know, one reads out of a Hallmark card, here, this is what one says in terms of giving a hespate at a funeral, and this is what a eulogy would be or is. You know, I grew up with those episodes of the rent a rabbi, you know, that just sort of says something and is looking almost, you know, almost like the uh, Seinfeld's mile, you know, episode. So I really don't want it to be disingenuous. It needs to be real. So first of all, what I say to the family is, you know, tell me about your loved one. So very often, I didn't really know them that well, especially, you know, if it's a parent of a congregant. And I say, tell me about them. And I'll take notes. And I learned from an incredible, really incredible master, Rabbi Rubenstein, Zichrona Lebracha. And I'll take notes about, you know, key phrases, key ideas. What did he always say? What were some things that she really pushed in her lifetime? Who was the disciplinarian in the house? What were the holidays like? What was, was there a special dish or a special tefillah that he or she liked to lead on, on Pesach or Shoshana, things like that, more to spark something for them. Because I think most importantly, it's about them speaking. I'll say, look, I'm not going to give the history. I'm not going to give these details. You are the one, whether it's the son, the daughter, or the grandchildren, whoever it was, you are the ones who knew mom or dad or whomever best. And and I want you to, to give that over. So uh, you know, as we're sort of going through this process of me getting these uh, these essential ingredients, these memories that you know people have of their loved ones, that actually helps them write their own eulogy. 
right? And we and I encourage them along. Rabbi Runstein did as well. Write it down. Write it down. You don't want to find yourself at a loss for words and rambling because it's an emotional time. Write it down. And very often the eulogies are really beautiful. And with the things that I get, I'll say, look, my job here is to frame the moment. And that's what I do. I'll usually speak at the very end. I'll speak in the very beginning. I'll choose a Tehillim uh, that I think speaks to the essence of that person, encapsulated him or her, and uh, sort of throw in some little tidbits or details about that person's life as I'm reading that Pusik. I don't know. Let's say it's the first Psalm, right? Ashrei Ha'ish, right? And it, and it talks about how and everything he does is successful. And I'll say, you know, so-and-so was very successful in business and he was very successful with his family. And that's, you know, he had that spark, you know, that, that kind of thing. And then I leave it to the family. And then I'll come in at the end and, and frame the, an image for the family of that person. Usually uh, I use it around using imagery from Tanakh. Using imagery usually from, it's going to be from Parsha of whatever's happening in that week and the Parsha Shabua, or it might be the time of year uh, where I might say something in reference to that individual. And in so doing, I'm giving them an image that's, that's enduring, that's real, right? And it's something that you, you feel like you could really latch on to it. Wow, you got the essence of my mom. Because that's my job is to find the essence, right? To find that kernel. About that person. So, like, for instance, it happened to have been, it was a gimme. So, there was a funeral last week, and the woman's name was Robbins, Esther, Esther Robbins. Her name was Esther. And it, 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 basically, as I'm talking to family, the, the son, he's telling me how, you know, mom literally gave respect to everyone on the street, whether it was a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or is a, a street sweeper, a custodian. She treated everyone with a special respect, and everyone appreciated that, right? So I said, look, here, we're about to head into the month of Udder. It's almost upon us. And you think of, of Esther Robbins, and I think of Esther, the Esther no seit chen, roeha, that there was some intangible quality that Esther Hamalka, about Queen Esther, whereby everyone found favor in her eyes because she found favor in everyone else's eyes and vice versa. And that's how she lived her life, right? So something along those lines. And that's the way, you know, I'll do it in a genuine way based really on the things that he or she said to me about their loved ones. So again, because my job isn't to get up and to make up stories about them and tell this and tell that, that's for the family. So that's like that's like one nikuda, okay? And that, that really helps. And especially in difficult situations, obviously every death is a tragedy. I really believe that no matter how old the person was, it, it hurts for everyone, right? But then there are some situations find even more challenging or, or traumatic and again, to be able to frame that trauma and that ordeal through the lens of our patriarchs, our matriarchs, our avod and imahod, of, of a Yaakov Avino and what he dealt with. I, I remember once I used Bitya, right, this daughter of Pharaoh, how she was this amazing heroine, but she's all, she's in the background, right? She took Moshe in, she named him and started him off on his journey, right, saved his life, and then she's in the background. Right. And we don't want to hear about her. And again, what happened to her? Right. And sort of that those silent heroes. Then the second Nakuda, I think is interesting, is, you know, what about, right? And usually there's a question you get, like, let's say the person was a difficult person, right? People are people are complicated, right? And sometimes there are difficult relationships that family members have. 
And, uh, you know, I remember being in a room once and the, the, the kids, they're just saying, you know, have I, man, are so-and-so. He, the, the person was just so stubborn, just so stubborn, to the end, so stubborn. And I didn't know the person. And what did I do? Because again, our job is the chasvishal, not to lie. Our job is to tell is to tell the unvarnished truth, but to find those kernels of goodness as well, right? And accentuate that positive. That's what that's the job of the hespig. So what did I talk about? I said, so and so was the quintessential Jew. We are called an Am Oref. We are a stick naked people. And so and so, I'm not gonna say whether it was a man or a woman, and so and so was. Uh, stiff naked as they come. And you know what? That person was just like the Jewish people to Moshe. And, and Hashem sees that as, yes, it could be very difficult sometimes and challenging for us to deal with, but God sees that as an incredible trait, right, of the enduring nature of the Jewish people and so on and so forth. And I remember talking with the family, laughing, you know, chuckling about it afterwards in a beautiful way. They were happy. They felt good about it. That That's our job. It's like like a Rebbe Rubenstein saying, I'll, I'll stop here. He would say, that our job as a as a a pastor and as the rabbi is to be a molder of moments and be a soothing balm for an aching heart. And if we can do that and we can elevate the soul and bring blessing to the neshama uh, that passed into the next world, then I believe that we've accomplished our roles as the eulogizer in our communities. That's so beautifully put, but I wonder, does it does it soothe your heart as well? Do you find yourself sometimes being able to deliver the service, capturing, as you said so beautifully, this essence, connecting it back to the long thread of Jewish people and of Jewish text of Torah, and finding yourself sitting in this moment of great grief, but finding also great comfort for you? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. One of the beautiful things about being a rabbi, so we started that being a rabbi, it's about the connections, the relationships that we make. And, you know, when you start, when you learn about people and you learn about their past and you learn about their parents and their grandparents and you really bond with that family and you also connect to that person. And I really, and I'll walk away and and I'll tell story. I'll start telling stories. You know, so and so. Do you know that uh, they came here? You know, with whatever, and then they did everything they could to just to send their kids to a trip, whatever it was. And I really am inspired. And very often, I'll call my own loved ones afterwards because you know, there's that saying from Kohelet: Tov lelech lebeit avel, milechet lebeit hasimcha. I believe is, the, is the, the quote. Right? Better to go to a house of mourning than a house of joy, with a house of revelry. And it's always like, oh, that's such an annoying ecclesiastical statement. But the reality is it, it really helps ground you and, and shows you priorities and, and meaning in life, right? So go, yeah, go call your loved one. Go call your, you just buried someone's, you know, loved one, a parent, you know, a grandparent, a someone, a something else, God forbid. Go, go and call your parent. Go call your loved one and, and connect with them. So, yeah, I take them with me. I absolutely love that. Rabbi Morgenstern, thank you so much for all you do and for being our guest. My pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. 
I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.